former Texas Tech standout linebacker and now a prospect in the 2022 NFL Draft. Colin Schooler joins the show to talk Matt Wells' firing, the pump jack mentality, and new Texas Tech staff member Marcel Yates. All of that and more coming up on a very special Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Texas Tech, a member of the Locked On Network. Thanks for making Locked On Texas Tech your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. I'm Ryan Mainville. I cover Texas Tech for the Dallas Morning News today. I'm just giving you a brief intro to the conversation that we were lucky enough to have with Colin Schooler. Obviously, you know the name. Former Texas Tech linebacker was a stud all over the place. Is now second all-time in solo tackles in the NCAA. So, very key figure. Um, We're very grateful for him joining the show to talk a little bit about Texas Tech football with us. I think he had some really good perspectives. And so... Without further ado, I will turn it over to the recording of Emery and I's interview with him. Hope you enjoy. Joining the show now is Colin Schooler, former linebacker at Arizona from 2017 to 19. And then, of course, a very notable career with the Red Raiders from 2020 to 21. Schooler will end fifth all-time in FBS in total tackles with 482 second all-time in solo tackles at 316. In addition to that, over 58.5 career tackles for loss and 14.5 sacks. Uh, Schooler, man, your resume is as decorated as anybody's. How are you doing? You know, you're about a week removed now from the final game of your college career. How's everything sinking in, and and how are you feeling? Yeah, no, it's been uh, been bittersweet, you know, ending the my career uh, in college, just uh, focusing on, you know, getting ready for the draft and preparing for that. But, um, you know, my time at Texas Tech made it, you know, all worth better, you know, ending it the way we did with the bowl win, with the, however that season went. So um, just focusing on that right now. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you and your brother both transferred from Arizona after the PAC 12 announced that they would be postponing their season in 2020 Talk a little bit about the recruitment process during that and all the craziness of the of the pandemic and just what led you to Lubbock. Yeah, it was actually a really stressful time um, for both of us. We uh, we kind of knew that we weren't going to end up at the same spot just for how uh, timely the transfer was. We we hopped in the portal, um, I want to say, like after August 20th, so um, a lot of teams had their first game September, you know, 8th, the first week or second week of September. So it was a uh, it was really stressful finding a team that would uh, you know, take a chance on us at late in that process, you know, basically with us missing fall camp and coming in and playing in that first game, but um, you know, I I'd played Texas Tech the year before when I was at Arizona, so I was already familiar with the way that their team worked and um with how their defense worked, how Matt Wells worked too. So we already kind of had that connection before. So um, it just kind of made sense. And 
um, talking with them throughout that process made it pretty easy too. Um, but yeah, being in the portal for I think two days before I packed up my stuff and headed to Lubbock and and then I had about two days of fall camp and then um, went right into practice for uh, you know Houston Baptist. So it was a it was very stressful and it happened really quick. Um, but you know I'm just thankful I got to come back that second year and you know and actually experience Lubbock and not just be in the facility or in my apartment. So I was able to you know experience the city, uh, bond with my teammates, and uh, and have a good time uh, while my career ended in Lubbock. Yeah, speaking of familiarity, obviously at Arizona, you were coached by a guy named Marcel Yates, who now finds himself in Lubbock to coach the secondary. Talk a little bit about what Yates was like as a coach and what you expect him to bring to Lubbock. Yeah, I have a really really good relationship with Coach Yates. He actually. Um, was the the only power five coach to give me an offer at a high school. So I know we, we go all the way back to when to 2016, when uh, I was getting recruited and then I was able to play with him for three years. And one of those years, he was actually my position coach. So um, we got to know each other really, really well. You know, he's a, he's a guy that I talked to um, when I was in the portal um, during his seasons at Oregon, when I was at tech, we still stayed in touch and, and I also talked to him before he came to Lubbock and he was kind of asking how the city was and, and everything over here. So um, he's a guy that I trust. He's a guy that um, I know is going to take care of tech when I'm not here and uh, I'm excited for him. Yeah, that's really interesting and good to hear. Uh, one question I have is if you look back at your time at tech and obviously you've had some really good memories, whether it be the bull win or obviously the hit on Charlie Brewer, um, if you had to choose one moment that was your favorite, what would it be and why? I would say the bull win just because of uh, how um, our team handled the whole season and the whole uh, situation that we were put in during that season and um, having our head coach fired could throw a big wrench into things and could steer us off track. But uh, um, this team was able to come together and have one common goal you know and that was winning a championship and we ended up winning one and um having a player-led team is really really important and and that's what we did and I think it showed because even though we had different coaches at certain times and having a coach hired during our season and kind of taking the emphasis away from the current team and started looking towards what the future could have been and my, what it might be and us you know, ignoring the outside noise and bringing it back to us and having a focus on us was something that uh, I was really impressed about. And um, I'm just thankful I was part of that opportunity and thankful I was part of this team. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you're going to want to eat it. It's not like other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or even taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By week three, you're probably thinking, this just isn't worth it. Where's the chocolate? Well, guess what? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. And there's so many flavors to choose from, you'll never get bored. There's coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so check out built.com often to see what's new. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at built.com.
Yeah, for sure. And also with that, you had a very senior-led team with a lot of, especially on the defense, a lot of guys that have played a lot of snaps here and in college football. How do you think that helped you through the process of this year with all the uncertainty? And then also, how do you think the young guys kind of stepped up over the course of the season in terms of just maturing and getting used to the process? Yeah, I mean, like you said, having a senior-led team is having uh, a lot of mature guys who've played a lot of football to fall back on, you know, when when things look cloudy at, at certain points. Um, I think it helps with the young guys because the young guys had um, always somebody to follow and the way that things were done, even though a lot of us, you know, were, were transfers, you know, between um, Marquise Waters, myself, um, and then, uh, you know, Reggie Pearson coming in and playing. He had a lot of experience under his belt. And then, uh, you know, having guys that have been here, like Rico Jeffers, um, where he's been through, I think, almost now three coaching changes um, when he was there. So having all these kind of guys from all these different backgrounds come together and work and keep our team together and, and teach the young guys that it doesn't really matter who's, you know, the head leader of our team. This is how you work. This is how you prepare. And this is how you win games. And I feel like having the opportunity to do that showed uh, what kind of leaders we had on this team and, and how to set the foundation for, the, you know, the next uh, era of Texas Tech football. So there was obviously a lot of unknowns about this team coming into it and even throughout the course of the season. But I mean, there was a point where it looked like you might not even be a part of this team. I mean, talk about your decision to return, use your extra year of eligibility to play one more season at Texas Tech last year. Yeah, it actually wasn't that hard of a decision for me. I talked to, uh, you know, all my coaches between Coach Cosgrove, uh, Coach Patterson and Coach Wells, and even Coach Scholes, our strength and conditioning coach. And um, just kind of weighed the pros and cons of staying and leaving and everything like that. And it just made sense for me to come back for one more year. Um, and I'm really thankful I was able to do that. And, you know, and it made it really easy for me too, just because even though um, it's expanding, it still feels like a small town and it still feels like a college town. So um, I was able to enjoy that one more year and, and finish what I started um, when I first came to Lubbock. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people are certainly grateful that you did. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And for me, I have a question kind of related to just tech athletics in general. If you could choose one sport or coach outside of football to play one final year at Tech, say you get magically some random year of eligibility, what would it be and why? You said what, sport or coach? Yeah, sport or coach. Um. That's a tough one. I don't know. I, I love playing football. You know, there's nothing like that environment playing on, you know, a Saturday afternoon. Um, but I mean, my dad's a longtime high school football coach. He actually coached me when I was in high school. I loved, you know, to be out there with him, you know, being coached by him. But um, it's, it's hard to, to dream of anything different than what happened to us this year with all the uncertainty and the uh, how much of an underdog we were and, and ended up being a bowl champion this year. I think uh, Mark Adams would certainly welcome you on the hardwood, man. I think he'd enjoy a tenacious defender out there. But um, speaking of coaching changes, obviously you mentioned the, the midseason firing of Matt Wells. You had Sonny Cumbie step in as the interim head coach. He was obviously already on staff as offensive coordinator. But talk a little bit about what it was like to be coached by him and how he kind of embodied the pump jack mentality every day. Yeah, the the silver lining with uh, Coach Wells being fired is that we didn't lose any of our play callers or coordinators. So um, even with the the big distraction of 
firing Matt halfway through the season, um, we were still able to have a familiar, uh, like a familiar feeling on offense and defense. Um, but no, Coach Combi did a great job. Uh, that guy, you know, bleeds Texas Tech. He's an alumni. He's from Snyder, Texas. He's West Texas tough, built, you know, born and raised. Um, he called the radio for Texas Tech. He was a GA at Texas Tech, and he won a bowl game at Texas Tech. And heck, the guy's even got some red hair. So he's Texas Tech thick and you know thin. Um, but like you said, bringing the pump jack mentality, he told us a story when he grew up that he had a pump jack in his front yard um, living in Snyder and that no matter if it was raining, if it was a good day out, if it was windy, um, the pump jack kept going and it kept working. And it didn't matter if a pump jack down the road was producing more oil, that pump jack kept going. And we kind of adopted that in our, uh, in our uh, end of the season. And it didn't matter what the circumstances were. It didn't matter who got hired. It didn't matter um, who got fired. It didn't matter what happened. You know, we were always just going to keep working and keep working. It didn't matter if the team won a game in our conference or they lost a game. We were just going to keep working. And, and then we brought the pump jack down on the field. And that was a lot of fun, too, because every time we made a good play, we'd go to the pump jack and we just kept it going. We kept it going and we try to, you know, build off of each other on all three sides of the ball. Yeah, man. Colin Schooler joining Locked On Texas Tech. Thanks again, Colin, for your time. Just got a couple more quick questions for you. Obviously, Texas Tech going to be looking to turn a little bit of a corner under a new head coach. You got Joey McGuire heading into town as a former linebacker yourself and future linebacker in the NFL. What does it mean to you to see a linebacker coach get hired as a head coach? Uh, it's, it's a great feeling. You know, I love defensive-minded people because, you know, they say defense wins championships. Um, but, you know, Tim DeRuiter, he's from – when I was playing in the Pac-12, he was at Cal before he went to Oregon. And if you look at them, he, he had some very productive linebackers, you know, with Evan Weaver. Um getting over 170 tackles in a season. Um, he's still playing in the league right now. So I know that they're going to be very um, productive on defense. They're going to fly around. They're going to do things right. And like you said, with Coach H, too, I have a familiarity with him, too. Um, so I know they're going to be in good hands, and I know they have a good mentality as a program, too. And I know if you look at the OC, we just got, you know, they did really well at Western Kentucky. But the year before that, you know, they're at Houston Baptist where, you know, we were taking a knee to win the game there at the end. So – um, you know, he's a very good quarterback coach. They got an offense too. So I know they're going to be very dangerous on offense and they're going to do things right on defense too. So, um, you know, the sky's the limit for them this year. All right, Colin, last question. One of my favorite questions to ask any Red Raider, what was your favorite place to eat in Lubbock? That is a very, very tough one. And I would say it was tough because I put myself on a very strict diet um, when I got to Lubbock, but uh, if I had to pick one, I would say that the Philly cheesesteak from Spanky's was undefeated. You know, it didn't matter what mood I was in, what time of the day, that always, that always hit me really good. That's a solid pick, man, with some fried cheese on the side. Got to do it at Spanky's. But again, yep. thank you, Colin Schooler, for joining the show. Uh, best of luck in the NFL draft. Any final words for Red Raider Nation? Just wreck them. Pump Jack <laughs> mentality. Keep going. That's right, man. Thanks again to Colin Schooler for joining the show today. Appreciate you guys. Hey, Red Raiders. This is Ryan with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. 
Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code SCORE and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. Well, hey, I hope everybody enjoyed our interview with Colin Schooler. Again, just a huge thank you to him for joining the show. Really appreciate what he had to say, and I'm sure you all found the insights very interesting as well. We will be back tomorrow to preview the Baylor basketball game. Obviously, with Baylor standing in the country ranks, we've got to give them a good rundown for you, and that's exactly what we'll be doing. But in the meantime... If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to follow me on Twitter at rmainvillelbk. You can follow my co-host who will be with us tomorrow, Emery Lida at eraser41. And you can follow the official Locked On Texas Tech Twitter page so you never miss an episode at Locked On TTU. Thank you again for listening. If you could follow and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would be a big help to us as we continue to grow our reach. Um, And then if you enjoyed our interview with Schooler, man, share it with a Red Raider that you know that has not been listening to Locked On Texas Tech. But thank you again for making Locked On Texas Tech your first listen every day. Be sure to make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Thanks for joining us and Colin Schooler, and we will see you tomorrow.